So we are now looking at Ephesians. This is the next bit in our series that we're looking at. Okay, and I've got Ephesians 1. Um, Ephesians 1, I've got a story that this, uh, in my early days as a young Christian, this completely transformed my life. So I'm really passionate about this. Anyway, so I'm just going to read from Ephesians 1. Uh, Actually, I'm going to start from verse 3, okay? So, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. That's every spiritual blessing. Not some, not a few, not just ones that we've won. It's every single spiritual blessing in Christ, okay? Before he chose us in him, before the creation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you were also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus, your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. This is Paul talking. Remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know him better. I pray, actually we're going to pray this now, we're praying Paul's prayer. We pray that the eyes of our heart may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And that power is the same mighty strength he exerted when he raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in also the age to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So that's it then. That's the truth. <laughs> it's, uh, it's done. It's finished. It's complete. It's the result of the finished work of Christ. Mm. It's actually quite simple, isn't it? Technically, it's simple. Okay? God says it. It's true. Job done. Mm. Okay, so I would like to... Last week, we, we talked about and we sung about, didn't we? We, just, we lingered in God's presence. We did. Didn't we? There's, there's something that happens when we linger in God's presence. Mm. We've just sung... 
you know, beholding his face changes us from glory mm. to glory when we stop. So what I'd like us to do this morning is just to slow down and to ponder all the, on these things. We're going to just like linger with it for a bit. Because sometimes as we live our lives, I don't know about you, like a gazillion miles per hour, we can read or we can hear this stuff and we can think this stuff and think, yep, 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 it's true, I know it, it's good, it makes sense, it's obvious. Okay? But often we can find ourselves not thinking or not quite living up to those truths, sometimes feeling the complete opposite, disqualifying ourselves, feeling excluded, judging ourselves, and living or thinking like orphans, feeling disgustingly unholy and worrying about our future and feeling like we need to change to become worthy. But we are changed in his presence. Mm. <laughs> Just give you a quick little story. So as an early Christian, I was a little bit enthusiastic. And, um, you know, so I'd finished backsliding, doing all sorts of mischief, and I come into the church, and it's like, it's this amazing discovery, it's like this honeymoon period, and it's like, I'm reading all this stuff of, like, what God, you know, wants us to be like, I'm like, yeah, come then, God, let's fix me, <laughs> let's fix me up, you know, I've got this wrong, this wrong, I do this, I do this, and blah, 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 I'm going through all of this, and at that particular time, oh, I don't know, maybe, I was a bit of a busybody, I suppose, with God, but God just said to me, get your hands off, <laughs> so... I am going to do things in you. Just, just spend time with me. Just linger with me. And I had this picture of this garden that I was just walking about in this garden. I can enjoy this garden. I can enjoy the presence of God. And I don't have to go like on a witch hunt, searching for things that are not quite right, where I'm not quite living up to the truth. God was going to do it. He wanted me to keep my hands off. And he said to me, I'm not even going to tell you what I'm going to be doing. You know, you don't need to know. And so, okay, that, that sort of stopped me in my tracks. And that was fine. But sometimes, and there's been other times, where we do need to do battle. And um, it may be a case of like, nope, let's start that thought again. Nope, that's not right, doesn't matter, let's start that thought again. Nope, still not right, let's start that thought again. And so, you know, you have those times, different times where, you know, God just is just going to, just in his presence, you know, things are going to change. Connected with him, you're going to be transformed from glory to glory. And then there's other times where it's like, right, no, we need to change that thinking. We need to change that thought. That's not right. You know, we need to do battle. So sometimes it, a change comes on a plate, and sometimes we have to fight for it. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to look at some of those blessings and what they mean, and we're going to look at what and where the heavenly realms is, and then we're um, going to look at how we can experience those blessings to an increasing level even though there might be times when we find it really difficult. Right? Quickly. We're trying to do it quickly. Okay. So, this is amazing. This truth, right? It says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Okay? We have been chosen. We've been picked out. We've been selected. We've been thought about. And we've been considered. Way before we had any impact on anything. With God knowing all the screw-ups in our lives that were going to happen, all the things, he still chose us. Okay? It was pre-arranged. It had nothing to do with us, with our ability, with our personality, with our behaviour and our choices. That's how he has chosen to see us. Amen. So, how do you feel? Can you put your hand on your heart and say, I'm absolutely perfect, I'm spotless, and I'm utterly blameless? Okay? We can do that. <laughs> But what about, can you do that after you've just done something really bad? I don't know, you've had a bit of road rage and just sworn at someone or something. I don't know, you just told a big fat whopper of a lie. 
or you've, I don't know, you've looked at something you shouldn't have looked, can you still put your hand on your heart and say, I am absolutely perfect, I am spotless, and I'm utterly blameless? Mm. It's like, well, we can, because that's how he looks at us. He looks at us through Jesus. So you imagine, if you put on like some green glasses, you're going to see everything green. If you put on red glasses, you're going to see everything red. It's like, it's the equivalent of like Jesus, uh, God has got Jesus glasses on. So when he looks at us with his Jesus glasses, he just sees Jesus. It's just perfect and spotless and blameless. And that's his choice. He has chosen that. Okay? Um, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. So predestined is determined in advance. That's what predestined means. It's determined in, a, in advance. So he thought about that and he determined that. <coughs> that he would adopt us as his own because that's what he wanted and that's what makes him happy. It was a gift that we played no part in whatsoever. It's unconditional and there are no terms. There's no small print. The contract cannot be terminated by breach of conditions because he's freely given it to us in the one that he loves. It was predetermined and irrespective of what would happen or play out or what type of person or whatever troubled background we may have. So you are his. You belong to him. You are in his family and you are his child. Hallelujah. And God knew everything was going to go belly up when he made us. Right? He was not surprised about what happened in the Garden of Eden. He is not surprised at the things that have gone on in your life, in my life. Okay? He had pre-decided a rescue plan for us. And we've been brought into his family as the status of sons. We are joint heirs and have been seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. You know, there's, there's a difference between fostering and adoption. Um, Fiona would know. She was a there she is. <laughs> okay, so fostering is a temporary sort of thing. You take a child in, you look after them, you get government help and they pay for them. When you adopt that child, there's no financial help. That child is as if it was yours, as if you had born it yourself. Okay? And in the Roman times, the adoption, um, it was about like bringing an heir in. So it was like complete rights, the same rights as the child that was born in that family. And that's what we have. We're adopted as sons. We've got the rights of adopted sons and daughters. Okay? We have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Not one thing ever will be held against us, mm. even though it might feel like it. God does not store up ammunition against us. And he lavished the riches of his grace on us with all wisdom and understanding. He knew full well what he was getting himself into when he chose us and took us in. He knew all the things that we were going to get wrong and all the things that we were going to struggle with, all the offences, all the hidden stuff. But with all that knowledge, he still chose us. And he wanted us and he accepted us and he raises us up in Christ and he chooses to forgive and redeem and he chooses to see Jesus when he looks at us and chooses to see us as holy, spotless and blameless. We are perfect in his eyes. You are perfect in his eyes. Okay? He has not or will not ever change his mind. And there's nothing that we can do to put him off. 
He promises that nothing will ever separate him from his love, separate us, sorry, from his love. We don't get small, measly, pathetic measures or portions according to our goodness. He has lavished it on us. And lavish in the dictionary says sumptuously rich, elaborate, or luxurious. So you could say we are luxuriously covered in his grace. He has sumptuously covered us in his grace. And he's been so elaborate, he's gone completely over the top. And we've been marked with him with a seal, with the promised Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. He's made his home in us. You know, if you look at our hands and we look at our body, it's like Holy Spirit's in there. Holy Spirit is in here. Holy Spirit is in there. Holy Spirit is in us. Amen. Right. So, the heavenly realm bit. What is that? So, it's mentioned five times in Ephesians. Not that I'm going to steal anyone's thunder for their other chapters that they're doing. So, what is it and where is it? So, the phrase translated from the Greek, which is a word that I cannot pronounce, so I'm not going to is the sphere of spiritual activities and can refer to both angelic and demonic activity. Now, our passage says that Jesus was raised from the dead and is seated at the right hand in the heavenly realms. And then Ephesians 2, a bit later on, says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us in the heavenly realms of Jesus. And then at the end of the book, in, um, in chapter 6, it says, Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. So the heavenly realms are as real as the earthly realms, and we are in both. There's a lot of activity. And we can see the activity on the earthly realms, that's easy, and all the things that affect us. But there's an awful lot of activity in the heavenly realms too, in the unseen realm. Although we can't see it, it's just as real, and it affects our earthly realm. You know the story, remember the story in Daniel 10, gives us like a little window. So Daniel was praying and um, waiting on God, but for 21 days, the angel that God had sent to, um, to help him had been caught up in a battle with the prince of the Persian kingdom. And on his return, so he, spoke, he speaks to Daniel and explains that, but he's got held up. And then this angel says on his return, basically the prince of Greece will also come and he's going to go back and fight. So there's battles going on in the spiritual realms that affect our earthly realms. And this is where our struggle is. It's not against flesh and blood, blood sorry, in the earthly realm, but against the rulers, powers and darkness, and against the evil one. But it's in this area we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. So that's the sonship, the adoption, the redemption, the forgiveness, the acceptance, the spotless unaccused, as the pleasure of God lavished with the riches of his grace and with an inheritance that is non-negotiably sealed as co-heirs seated, not crawling, not begging, not sneaking in by the skin of our teeth, but invited, chosen and predestined. And this is all the place where it can feel like it's complete chaos, things are not going to plan and it looks like the battle is being lost. We feel like giving up, it hurts, we get tired, we get battle weary, it feels hopeless and we're struggling sometimes to believe that it's true. We kind of know it in our head, but in our actions and in our hearts, sometimes it feels like, oh, it's not matching up. But it's in this place, in this area, that we are blessed, I'm going to say it again, with every spiritual blessing. The sonship, the adoption, the redemption, the forgiveness, the acceptance, the spotless, unaccused, as the pleasure of God, 
lavished with the riches of his grace, with an inheritance that is non-negotiably sealed as co-heirs, seated, not crawling, begging or sneaking in by the skin of our teeth, but invited and predestined. And we're on the side that's already won. So we don't need to live in fear. In fact, we shouldn't live in fear because we have confidence in God and who we are in God. We've been singing about that this morning. We know who we are. We're children of God. We're no longer slaves to fear. So whatever the battleground looks like, whatever the earthly realm looks like, whatever, there is no need to be fearful Amen. whatsoever. Amen. Okay. I, I really like to picture Psalm 23, what that might look like. You know the bit about how it says, he lays a table for us in the yeah. presence of our enemies. Right? Um, I just need to say that our dog. Right, our dog, she is a bit dippy. Um, she's lovely, okay? So she sees a cat in the garden, that's her enemy, and she goes out and she barks at this cat and she's, you know, she spreads her body really wide, it's really pathetic, but it's quite funny to watch. Anyway, so the cat's the enemy, enemy shouldn't be in her garden, she's barking at this cat. And this cat, one time, I'm sitting in the garden, I'm sitting on top of this roof, and it's, uh, there's a shed, at the uh, garage at the back of our, um, our neighbours, and it's like the black, black sticky stuff or whatever, you know, it probably feels really nice and warm and it's nice and scratchy as well if you have a little lay on it. Anyway, so Rosie's barking at this cat, trying to get this cat to go away, and, and this cat's just looking at Rosie and she's like, <laughs> you're small, you can't get up here, <laughs> you know, I'm a cat, I can climb, I've got more freedom than you, you know, you can't get up here, and this cat knew that it was going to be all right, it was totally fine. This, you know, Rosie was not going to get up and get this cat, and the cat knew it. And so the cat was just enjoying being on this warm spot in the presence of the cat's enemy, because Rosie is the cat's enemy. You know, the whole cats and dogs things, okay? So what does that look like for us? You know, having a table laid before us in the presence of our enemies. You know, we sit, we enjoy, we eat. You know, it's going to totally like freak out your enemies, isn't it? And you know, our enemies, like Rosie being the enemy of the cat, <coughs> so we can sit. We don't need to panic. We mm. can enjoy. We can still enjoy fun, and we can still enjoy peace, and we can still enjoy satisfaction of being in the Father's presence. Mm. So we can good. still enjoy that calmness and mm. that reset that you would get if you were sitting yes. down having a meal with God. It's like you, you reset, don't you? It's like, yeah, you've been fighting, you've, you know, you're calling, God calls the shots, and it's like, come sit down, come eat, and you get refilled and yeah. reinvigorated and getting everything you need. And, it's like, and, and your enemies can't do anything about it. You know, they just got to, they just got to stand there and watch. <laughs> stand and watch you just knowing who you are in God and knowing, you know, you're basically rubbing your enemy's face in it. So enjoy it. Enjoy that picture next time when the poop hits the fan and it's getting really tough and you're spending time with God, just like... <laughs> you know, think, just think of that, just enjoy it. Right, okay. So, excuse me. So what should it look like in our daily lives? So we can, we can say all these things, we can believe these things, but sometimes it's a real struggle to live it or really believe it when it comes to the crunch time, you know, when the poop hits the fan. So have you heard of the term, sometimes we are our own worst enemy? Mm. You know, 
that's that's me. I am my own worst enemy sometimes. So often, a Most lot of the time. time. Eh? Most of the time. Most of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my worst enemy. Oh, yeah. Um, often a large part of the battleground is in our minds. So yeah. things like when we doubt, being uneducated of the truth of what God said and what he's done. Yeah. You know, sometimes we're just immature and we just don't Amen. know because we've not learned it. We've not taken time. We've not yeah. asked God questions or we've not, not reading the word, yeah. you know, not spending time, not growing, not being proactive in that. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. So sometimes, you know, we get scared. Sometimes we try and rely on ourselves. We try and be the one in control, the one that tries to fix things. We are self-critical. I'm super self-critical. You know, sometimes you just get sucked in and you end up listening to the enemy. You know, in our weakness, sometimes, you know, he will kick us down. He will kick us when we're down and take advantage. And sometimes, you know, when we're tired, we just end up listening and then it gets in our heads. Okay? And sometimes... We put ourselves in vulnerable spiritual circumstances through sin. Sometimes we can feel. <coughs> sometimes, sometimes what we can feel can be very different to what we know. We should be thinking or acting like because of what we believe, and sometimes that's completely polar opposites. And sometimes it might only just be a little bit of slightly off-key thinking from the truth, but it's still not freedom, and it's not living in every spiritual blessing. So sometimes the truth and the facts are not the same. So for instance, I am of a certain age and I'm often warm, very warm, really hot and I just want to open all the doors and I do open the doors, I open the windows and it's like, oh, I'm so hot. And then Rob and everyone's just like, oh, it's so cold, it's so cold. And it's just like, okay, but my fact is, my truth is, I'm hot, I'm hot. But the truth is, it's not hot. The house is cold. I have made the house really freezing cold. It's not going to be good for fuel consumption and the bank balance and, and things like that. So sometimes what we feel, even though it feels real, it's not the truth and it doesn't match up. I know that's a funny example, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. So sometimes mental health struggles can rob us from enjoying the blessings, all those blessings, and causing us to doubt and question. You know, sometimes if we've got depression or, you know, we're suffering from anxiety, it's like a natural bias or a tendency, you know, and we struggle and we, we find it really hard to believe those things sometimes. Sometimes the circumstances in our lives can go on for so long that it causes us to question, and I've questioned this sometimes, like it, it, once, I do remember a time when I just said, God, do you actually love me? Because it really doesn't feel like you do the circumstances were going on for so long you know waiting for God to do something <coughs> and sometimes when they go on for so long it can cause us to question God whether we are really that loved cherished child and if we are the one that God has forgotten about or doesn't care about and our enemy is going to do everything he can to stop us believing in the truth and if we've got that type of personality you know you've got some people that are hard <coughs> The glass half full and Amen. a glass half empty. Amen. If you're a half empty person, like you're going to have to do some battle with your Hallelujah. mind. Hallelujah. Sometimes. Anyway, there's a reason why the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of our minds. There is a reason we are told to put on the full armour of God Amen. and to pray in the spirit at all times, to be alert and keep always keep praying for mm. one another. The environment that we live in every day is really not a walk in the park. And we kind of need to be aware of that. Technically, it's simple because God has made it simple. 
and there's nothing we need to do <coughs> other than just trust and believe. Because he's done it all. There's nothing that we can do. Mm. There's nothing that we need to do. He has done all the work and he has made a way. Mm. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. But it's us that disqualifies ourselves from receiving them and enjoying them sometimes. It's not God taking them away or hiding them or saying, okay, you've been too naughty, you know, you've been too bad, and, you know, taking away that sonship, that adoption or anything like that. He will never, ever change his mind. Amen. What we hear, what we speak, what we truly believe and think is important and has a massive, massive impact in our lives and in the world around us. Okay, so what we think about grows. That's actual science. So in, sounds so clever. Actual <laughs> 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 science. Okay, it literally takes up space yes. in our head. Yes. So the more we think about something, the more physical space it takes up, yes. and those thoughts become like pathways, and mm. they're like automatic default route mm. of thinking. So the more we think about something the more it becomes automatic. Mm. Our thoughts affect our emotions and our emotions affect our bodies and our physical health. And when those thoughts come out of our mouths, our ears hear it, other people hear it, and the spiritual realm hears it. So what impact does it have? Is it, have, is it gonna be for good? You know, mm. what are we putting it in? Mm. Is it good? Mm. What's coming out? Is it good? So. We'd better be proactive and make sure that we are filling our minds and our hearts, our lives, our families, and our workplaces, <coughs> the people that are going to hear it, That's with right. truth. That's right. And even if we That's don't right. speak it out, mm. and we try to hide it, if it isn't matching up to God's truth, then it's not living according to the blessing we have received. And people are going to see it, and they're going to know it, That's see right. it in the outworking of our lives. So how do things change when we're not acting like a chosen, adopted, holy and blameless child? Okay? When our faith doesn't look like we've been included in Christ. Mm. <coughs> when we're in a panic or we're full of unbelief or we're believing the lies or we're disqualifying ourselves from receiving God's lavish riches and grace mm. because our opinion of ourselves is more important and more accurate than God's. Because effectively that's what we're doing, isn't it? If we disbelieve or if we're acting like we're not believing in the truths, in those spiritual blessings, we're acting like our opinion is more important than his. Mm. When we disqualify ourselves, because he doesn't disqualify us, mm. we're acting like it is. So sometimes the first thing we need to do is just simply shut up. <laughs> Stop speaking. Insert a naughty word. <laughs> Stop speaking and thinking a narrative that is different to God's. And, you know, I sometimes have to do that quite a lot. Just like, oh, for goodness sake, just shut up. Mm. You know, I, I, I struggle with depression sometimes, and I know I get these thoughts in my head. They're not mine, because it's not what I truly believe, but I really feel it at the time, and it's like, and it's really hard. Maybe it's marital menopause or, you know, or whatever. It's like, but it, you really feel it, and mm. it's like, you know, you feel it in your body, Amen. you can be tearful, you can be short-fused, you can be really anxious, you know, but it's nonsense. It's nonsense, isn't it? And sometimes I just get so cross with myself, I'm just like, 
goodness sake, woman, shut up. You know, and you don't make any decisions during that time. You know, you kind of give yourself a bit of grace. Mm. But it's real. It's a real thing. So, <coughs> Paul says, Paul prays that we may be given the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we can know him better. And this should be our daily request. Daily, we should be asking him to give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation yes. so that we can know him better. Mm-hmm. We need to know more of him and we need to know, be known by him. We need to allow him to come close. You know, often we're told that we shouldn't be looking at ourselves, navel-gazing, you know, looking for things that are wrong and stuff like that, and that's not bad advice at all. When I, um, in my early days as a Christian, there was loads of talk about Joyce Mayer. Who follows Joyce Mayer? She's lovely, isn't she? Um, but, you know, she talks about not being guided by your emotions, about what you feel and stuff like that. So there was loads of that sort of going on in my early days. So that's not, that's not bad advice to not go looking, but there is room for conversations with God, mm. asking him and giving him permission to search us and search our hearts, Amen. search our motives and search mm. our intentions, mm. our hidden areas and to highlight anything that is getting in the way of us knowing him better and living in the blessings, in the freedom and in the truth. Mm. And when he does highlight something, you know, or you know that there's already sort of like, you know, something that's not quite right, a disalignment, we need to be a bit proactive. We need to reprogram ourselves with the truth. Because what we think about grows. And the Bible says, it talks about renewing of the mind, Mm. doesn't it? So I would say, I would suggest, speak the truth out loud. Sometimes we need to get practical and shut down the other narratives we're hearing. If it's conflicting God's truth and sowing doubt and destruction in our minds, sometimes that's our own voice. You know, that wow, wow, wow. That's the voice that I have to say, oh, for goodness sake, woman, just shut up. Okay? But what about those times when you're stuck? Mm. When things feel so bad, it feels like God is a million miles away and he's not impressed with you or likes you or your behaviour or your thinking and circumstances have, like, taken their toll and you're Mm. exhausted. Mm. Okay? We might need to take some specific time out to just chill and linger and talk frankly with God it's okay to let off steam and he's not going to be offended or shocked by anything that you tell him just tell him how it is you know tell him if you're disappointed tell him you know you're tired of the long wait tell him it's really hard to believe these things because I feel like this and such and such is doing this and this person said this and this has affected how you can have really honest conversations with God you know sometimes we are just too busy to have them and sometimes we need to just like make that time and think right that's it I'm having it out with God okay he's not insecure he's really not insecure you can tell him anything I mean obviously he knows everything that you're going to tell him anyway he's not going to be shocked okay we might need to get practical and write down the truth maybe notes on our phone maybe a voice recording and we listen to it when you know when we're in those times where disbelief and lack of faith and, and all of that are hitting us Okay, you can even put post-it notes. I've known someone who's put post-it notes around the house. You know, whatever your, your bag is, you know, you just do those. We need to declare those truths as often as required. And you can kind of think of it like medicine, you know. If you've got an infection, you have antibiotics, you have them like four times a day, you take two tablets four times a day. You know, you could read those declarations a couple of times a day with a cup of tea. You know, do whatever you need to do for, those, for that truth to have an impact. 
okay, because it's the truth. It's already been done. There's nothing, it's not rocket science, it's not changing anything. It's just aligning our minds up with the truth. And then when we speak those things, it's going to have an impact in the spiritual realm and it's going to have an impact in the earthly realm. And that's another reason why God puts us in families. Like, we're not designed to live alone. And sometimes we need to, for others to give us a jolly good talking to. Sometimes we need others to hold us up in prayer. And sometimes we need others to hear from God on our behalf when we're struggling to hear his voice. You know, sometimes it's just so, it's just too hard. Or you're too emotionally caught up in something and it's just like you're frightened to hear God just in case it's like what you what you want to hear mm. and it's not God and blah 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 we can ask others we're a family right. you know we're doing life together mm. so be brave and ask someone and what we shouldn't be is that person that says yeah yeah everything's good when it's not and mm. pretend that you're not struggling because it's the right thing to say because we're Christians you know we're successful we're children of God it's all true but you know we need to be real with one another we're still living life and life is still doing life on us <laughs> so to speak you know so you know we need to have close friends we need to have people you know in our family or you know another ch- you need to be talking we need to be doing life together we're not designed to walk alone you know we need each other and we're going to need someone to stand with us at times and you know another thing is like to be available to that person who is stuck you know Seek God for them, pray for them, speak truth over them, mm-hmm. check in on them and encourage them. You know, I've, I've, I've been so blessed um, when, you know, I know that people have done that. They've kind of stood mm. in the gap when I found it really hard and yeah. lifted me up in prayer. Yeah. They've given me a jolly good talking to when I've needed it as well. Mm. You know, I'm really grateful for those things. But there's also been times when I have been that person as well. You know, it's like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I know the truth. It's all going to work out in the end. Even though right now it's like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, I really should pick up the phone and speak to someone. You know, I really need someone to to walk with me in this. You know, sometimes it's that. <coughs> Anyways. So. To remember. To linger. Mm. And to just spend time in his presence. You know, those truths. And reminding ourselves that we are chosen, we are holy and blameless. We are spotless. We are loved. We have been pre-chosen, pre-thought about, predetermined, predestined to be heirs with Jesus, to be in his family, to have his blood flow through our veins that what we've been singing. To be that child that is no longer a slave. It's all predetermined. So I'm just going to read this this is psalm um, 103 and this is sometimes what i have to get it in here praise the lord my soul all my inmost being inside my inner thought world my emotions all that bit that's inside of me that's private that none of you see that goes on in my head it needs to praise the lord my soul praise his holy name Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, and crowns you with love and compassion, 
who satisfies your desires with good things Amen. so that your youth is renewed like the eagle Amen. so that we can be young ish you know feel young and be healthy Amen. and live in every single spiritual blessing Amen. that God has given us in Amen. the freedom that God there is no limit to how much we can grow to know how much we can walk in how much we how much deeper we can go with God there's no limit there's no limit whatsoever but often it's our choices and how close we want to get to him how close we will let him get to us as well so pray with me Father I thank you that your truths are the truth regardless of what we think or what we feel or what anybody tells us or what life experiences we may live, mm. if it doesn't match up with your truth, it's rubbish. Yeah. And I yes. thank you that your truths, that we are loved, chosen, holy and blameless and spotless, utterly perfect in your sight. I thank you that that is true. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would help us to grow in that knowledge so that we can live more and more in the freedom, Jesus, that you have won for us, that you have bought for us, that you gave your life for us. Father, I thank you that there is so much more to discover, so much more pleasures to enjoy in you, so much more closeness, so much more power, so much more grace, so much more gifts to operate in, so much more to enjoy this life here in the earthly realms. And so much more that we can be a demonstration to others that you are good and that you are good all the time and that you are generous all the time. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to highlight anything in our lives that is getting in the way of us knowing you better, of being closer to you. We give you permission and we ask that you reveal that to us, that you speak to us throughout the day, throughout the night, in our dreams speak to us we give you permission to invade our space you're already in it but we give you permission to invade our space to highlight things because we want you we want so much more of you and there's so much more to have and you promised us that we can have it and it's a promise and so teach us holy spirit to slow down to shut up when we need to and to stop listening to lies recognize lies recognize things that are a bad influence on us so that we can walk in your truths and know your truths thank you you are amazing and we love you thank you god thank you for the future thank you god thank you thank you for our future thank you for now thank you amen